BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be, until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic Records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 39, and you guys, I'm so here and so ready for you guys to hear the conversation that I had with Tere in this episode. First of all, I'm going to address the awkward elephant in the room, which is probably not awkward to you, but definitely super awkward to me. I am currently traveling girl um i'm in a, i'm in a different state your girl is jet setting out here um if you guys listened to my last episode i talked about how Seidu, my boyfriend he is visiting from california and we're doing like a little mini kind of like staycation aka staying in the united states but just like keeping it low-key and chilling and traveling so i forgot my mic at home um and i'm just recording the intro on my laptop so it might sound a little bit funky apologies for that you guys i i'm gonna keep the intro pretty short so that you guys can get into the really good juicy stuff in the conversation i have with Tere. So Tere is this amazing soul that I met through Tanya and we have quickly become really good friends and business confidants. So Tere is someone who is another like-minded soul just because she has certain beliefs and she's also really ambitious and has an amazing business that she's growing and she is very entrepreneurial like myself. So a lot of our conversations revolve around, you know, chasing your dreams, following your path, how to kind of escape some of the mundane things in life that have to do with career and some of the things that we feel like we should be doing in life. So I had the pleasure of sitting down with Tere, you guys, and just recording the conversation. This is something where her and I, we usually have these conversations on our own. We're like usually talking about business or talking about how to 
just approach business differently and really bring the best of ourselves to the table all the time. And I was able to just have this conversation with her. I was like, yo, like you need to come on the podcast and tell your story. And I'm going to let her get into it and obviously tell like the audience more about what she does, who she is, um, her business and everything like that. But she is someone that I am so, so, so inspired by just like her story, you know, coming up, like being able to say the nine to five life isn't for me. And I'm going to leave, even though it may not be practical, quote unquote, or it may not be the decision that anyone else would make, but like making the best decision for herself and also understanding that right now, like she doesn't want to live a life where she feels trapped in a certain work situation. I don't know, you guys, I feel like there are so many gems dropped in this episode where we talk about her shift from being an employee to now being a boss and being self-employed and how she's dealing with those shifts, like what made her have the courage to leave the nine to five, like all these different things we're going to jump into today. So if you're someone who's entrepreneurial nature, maybe you're working somewhere where you know you're meant for more, you know you want to do more and you're kind of worried about that transition or nervous so you want to know how someone else was able to do it this conversation is going to be perfect for you like I said you guys I want to keep this intro short just because the audio is not the cutest okay I'm I'm well aware but I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and you enjoy hearing more about Teray her story and how she is navigating the world as a new self-employed bad bitch out here on these streets okay guys Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello! <laughs> so extra. <laughs> we finally got Teray on the episode. Oh my God, y'all don't even understand how long we've been planning this. We've been plotting, we've been planning. Ooh, oh my God, but she is finally here. She is here on Manifest Daily, and we're about to have a hot tea talk today, spilling all the hot tea. Get your mouth ready, because your tongue might be burnt today. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it wrong. Honestly, though, like, I, we was on the same vibe, so it's all cool. Mm-hmm. So, Tarae, like, before we even get into it, because actually this is us getting into it, like, right right now, but mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself, you know what I'm saying, what you do, who you serve, all that good jazz, all the hot tea, or maybe this is, like, the medium tea right now. Yeah, it's the medium tea right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am a digital marketing strategist and a storyteller. Ooh! Like add, yeah, I like to add the little storyteller part, because I'm very into data analysis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, So basically, I work with e-commerce brands to help them to understand their consumers and customers better. I like Mm -hmm. to merge the marketing and the data analysis together. I love it. I actually (laughs) love the storyteller piece. That actually reminds me of Marie Forleo. Forleo? I never know how to say her last name, but Mm -hmm. listening to her audiobook, everything is figureoutable. And she actually mm-hmm. talks about how uh, when people used to ask her like what she did, she would always have trouble because she always like did so many things. Like she was a bartender, she was a dancer, she had her business going. And so she ended up coming up with this term that she was saying she's a creative, what was it? No, she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And that mm-hmm. was the thing that she said that kind of encompassed everything and was her answer. So storyteller kind of makes me think of that because it's like creative, but it's also you talk about the data and how you can weave that together mm-hmm. and tell stories. And I feel like that word is just like it's literally all encompassing of like what you do also with the marketing it is. Yeah. yeah i love it 
Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so now you got to get into the hot tea because I feel like, so you know I've talked about career on this podcast. Teray is an avid listener, you guys. I got to put that out there. She also won the giveaway. We got to talk about that too after. <laughs> it's like I'll run you your check. Okay. <laughs> we talk about career all the time on our own personal calls, like on our FaceTimes, you know what I'm saying? And Teray, actually, you just left your full-time job to pursue your business goals. So I kind of want to know how that decision manifested. I want to know a little bit more about your journey. Like, I mean, I know, but the people need to know about your journey and like how you even got to the point where you were able to make that type of decision. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I, I, girl, you say less, say less. I can imagine. <laughs> or not, I can't imagine. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I was in marketing. Uh, the job that I was in, I was in it for over two years, almost two and a half years. And initially I started off as a temp. They brought me on full time, I think about like five or six months in. And when I took on the position, I remember saying to my manager of the person that was trying to hire me, and I was like, I'll take this job, but I want to do data Mm -hmm. analysis. So I take the job and then it's like six months in, nothing's happening. Eight months in, nothing's happening. The year goes by, there's still no data analysis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've talked to people, like I've talked to my manager and I've talked to other people that were on the marketing team that did the stuff that I wanted to do just to see if I could just help a little bit and nothing was coming from it. And like, that was the only thing that I wanted to do after school mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't have a chance to actually do because my major, I was marketing and business analytics. So I just wanted a little bit of both and I wasn't getting it. So that kind of sparked me wanting to leave. Although the thing that kept me from leaving <laughs> was me trying to have like my security bucket or blanket. Yeah. Me for me leaving. Yeah. So I was trying to get into getting like a rental property so I could have a little bit of income coming in while I quit my job and I'm transitioning and mm-hmm. probably not having anything coming in at the time. I wanted that to be my security and in the end it didn't work out. But there was also like some moments of me just having like self-reflective moments where I don't know. It's just me realizing certain things about myself and no longer waiting, mm-hmm. going with the flow and not really caring anymore. Oh, girl. You know? <laughs> Do I know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just made the decision to, like, in that moment, like, that was the time for me to actually leave. Yeah. And I have a couple questions for you too on that. So you you mentioned when you weren't getting that data analysis like position and you were kind of like, okay, this is something I'm interested in, but they're not giving me the type of work I want. And that's kind of what really sparked your desire to want to leave. Like, did you have that desire before? And like, that was kind of what made the desire grow or were you just kind of like content and you were, you would have been happy working a nine to five for the rest of your life no, had you been doing No, that? I wouldn't have. See, okay. it's really interesting. It's really interesting because like, even since I was a kid, like, I guess it's because my dad, like the building I was going to buy from him was because like, that's what he does. He runs his own thing. Right. So even from me being a kid, I've kind of like been in the environment. Like I had one parent that had a nine to five, one parent that was an entrepreneur. So I saw both sides. So I think Mm -hmm. me being a kid, like from my youth, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But when I started this job, at first it was fine. And at first Oddly, I actually enjoyed it. Although I did, I realized I didn't enjoy the actual job. I just enjoyed being so busy that I didn't have to think about enjoying my what job. What you were doing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So like when things started to slow down is when it really, really started to bother me. And I think them not allowing me to do the data analysis work or me doing what I'm more passionate about just mm-hmm. brought on me wanting to leave quicker. I don't okay. think I ever would have wanted to actually stay. Yeah. I would like I felt myself getting a little bit like content with it a little, but I don't think I could see myself actually like that just being it. There would always had to be like something else. And like that decision, that time when you're like, there just came a day when you were like, this is the time, this is it. Was there a specific thing that sparked that? Because you know how there are things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, some people, you know, they get into like a near-death experience and like for them, yeah. it's like, yo, like life really is short out here. Like I'm not trying to have, mm-hmm. you know, this nine to five for the rest of my life. For some people, they observe that happening to other people. For some people, they just wake up and it just, it's like a light, you know, switches. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the phrase? Light flicks, light flicks. Like- I don't even know. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. But like, was there that moment for you or was it again, like that sort of build up and it got to the point where it was like the cup spilling over? See, I feel like I was in such a tough spot because for me, I'm trying to think back to like where my life was. Like Mm -hmm. if I could describe the way my life was in that particular moment, it's kind of like I'm in this room and the walls are just closing in. Like, we're closing in because I was trying to get this property from my dad, and that turned into a whole other situation. And that's like closing in. He keeps asking me, you know, about like uh, me getting funding or whatever to get the property from him. And then it's like me and this job hoping that they give me something that I want. They're telling me yes, but they're not. And then that part is closing in too. I need the job so I can get the property. So it was like this endless cycle, this endless loop. And then one day, I think I was just like sitting on the couch. And then it was literally, like you said, like a, like a light switch or something just goes off. Like, you know, just like a thought or this random, I can't really say like speaking to your higher self, but it's not like really. Like a realization. Like it just, it yeah. really hit you. It yeah. just popped in my head and it's just like, you got to stop waiting for people to give you what you're asking for. Big you got to learn to start saying no. And the fact that you mentioned that endless loop, like I feel like I can really identify with that. And it's also kind of goes hand in hand with the security part you talked about. Cause it's like a lot of people, it's like they're in this place where they have a job they don't like, but because they have the job, the job is what is like paying for their bills or paying yeah. for them to pay their rent, pay their car, you know, whatever. And it's like, in order to, you know, do certain things in life they need the job that they don't like Mm -hmm. and it becomes this endless cycle where you can start to feel like you're stuck and you don't know how to get out of that place what were some thoughts that helped you when you were in that moment where you felt like those walls were closing in the realization that I had allowed me to see that I kind of allowed myself to still be in the situation that I was in for instance, like the job, me not being happy in the job that I was in, really, mm-hmm. I could have always left. I could have always went somewhere else and mm-hmm. gotten work, you know, like a job doing something I was actually more happy doing, but instead I didn't. So that's kind of like me keeping myself there. And like with my dad, I could have always told him, hey, I don't, I don't really want this property anymore. I don't really care. Well, I care because I, I wanted it, mm-hmm. but you know, like it, it's just not happening. We tried five times. For me to get this property from him and it just did not work. I think really the thing that helped the most was mindset. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times people say that mindset, like you have to have this great mindset for blah, blah, blah. And that it's really the truth because at the same time, me and my fiance, 
needs me. Like we were both literally going through the same thing, just different perspectives. Yeah. His job, he wanted to leave. I hated my job. I wanted to leave. He had a moment where he actually did leave his job. He was in the house for like maybe like three weeks or something. And then he ended up going right back to his job. The same job? The same exact job. The one that did absolutely well. Like no good at all. Mm -hmm. And we've had endless conversations about it. And the one thing that's like the biggest difference between the two of us is our mindset. Because mm-hmm. he literally asked me, he was like, how can you give away a job that pays you so much money and you're just willing to just walk away? You're just willing to not care. You're just willing to, I guess, just like believe in yourself so much or do whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm just like, because <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather have my happiness than for me to randomly get up, go in a closet and cry because I don't want to be here. Yeah, I feel that because it's like, unless you've been in that situation, it might be really hard to understand because it doesn't seem logical. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you truly believe that you have something else to give to this world besides you know, going into the same place every day, doing work for a corporation or for a brand or business that isn't aligned with your morals or your beliefs. Like if you really feel that you have more to give to this world, it's not an easy decision to walk away from money or to walk away from that security of getting a salary paycheck every week or every two weeks. But I think it does get to the point where you're like, okay, I can either be in this place where I'm truly unhappy mm-hmm. and I'm really struggling every single day. I have anxiety. I'm, a, I'm like depressed, like all these things. Or you can choose to go down the route that's unknown, but you're betting on yourself and you're betting on the fact that you can really create something that is amazing and that really is everything that you want in the job. But that is, is something that you create. It is hard for some people to see it in that way unless they've been through it. And there are people out there who who do really love the nine to five and love that life and love the security and yeah. love and very passionate about their you know companies and what they do. And it's like claps to you. But for the rest of us, like there are people out here who are doing it and they're hating it. And it's like how do they prepare themselves to leave? And I think that's like my other question for you is like, okay, so now you've made this decision. You've you've gone through all these emotions. You're like, all right, I have to leave. So how did you prepare? And I guess I want to talk about the logistics of preparation, but then also like mentally, how did you prepare? Because that's a really big change going from this place where you have quote unquote security. And I want to, I really want to like the quote unquote that because I feel like <laughs> job security is literally a made up thing. Like they can find you nothing secure about it. Okay, I'm gonna just say that right now. I'm not trying to knock nobody down nothing, but I'm knocking it down <laughs> for y'all. So tell me about how you prepared. Like what were some of the steps that you went through when you decided that this is like the decision you were gonna make? I mean I've been preparing for it for <laughs> over a year. <laughs> Okay. So, I okay. mean, like, I think I think my mind was already like all for it. I was completely for it uh, a year before I actually did it. So, mm-hmm. like, there wasn't that much mental work for me to do. It was just me knowing that there's something else that I want to do, and me just betting on myself mm-hmm. and just coming to terms with the fact that I'd rather do this now than wait a year or two years, three years, and I pop out kids. And then I'm like, oh, now I really can't just quit my job, you know? Yeah. I'm still no, young. Yeah. So that's really a part of it. But also, like, 
the most common tip that you get, I guess, is just like the saving the money and stuff. Like you, you like you yeah. have to have you have to have some kind of funds. And if you don't have anything saved up and you really have to go, then that's when you just gotta find yourself a part time job. Or something. Girl, <laughs> I gotta snap for that one right there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like me personally. I was completely over it. I put I put in a two months notice, so they knew well in advance that I was leaving. And I was saving my money at the time, but the way life happened, I had to use my money on stuff. So I didn't have much of the savings when I left, but I didn't let that keep me from still leaving because I still know, or, I, or at least I still knew, because it's past tense, I'm not playing. Yeah. <laughs> I still knew that it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And it just wasn't like it. That situation was not serving me at all. And worst case scenario, like I gave myself a year. I think everybody should give themselves like a certain time frame and kind of Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, if I was to leave tomorrow, how much money do I have saved? How can I like budget myself to, you know, survive? Like, can I actually survive off of this for X amount of time? And then just try to aim for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, you can just go back to corporate. You can always go back to corporate if you need like more structure to your life or something like that. Or you can always go get a part-time job, even though sometimes it may be a little hard to find jobs, but like there's always an option. There's, you're right. There's always an option. And I love the part of you saying that you should give yourself a timeline because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will have this desire to leave or this thought that I'm going to leave or I'm going to do this. And then it's like setting a goal. Unless you set yourself a timeline and you set yourself a measurement of like when you're going to do a thing, it becomes really easy to constantly put it off. Mm -hmm. Having a specific timeline to say, okay, like in six months, in a year, I'm going to be leaving and starting to prep yourself Mm -hmm. mentally and also prepping the savings part too. And yeah, like life happens. So maybe you're saving and maybe like, you know, something happens and you have to spend that money, but at least it's like, you won't be at zero. You'll still have something there and maybe you will have to get a part-time job. And I think it's one of those things where, again, I'm, I'm, I really am going to do an episode where I talk about the Marie Forleo book because she talks Mm -hmm. about how when she started her career, she was working on Wall Street and she, hated it well she I think she liked her job but it was like the environment and everything there was like a lot of toxic stuff about it mm-hmm. and so she ended up having a voice in her head that was telling her like you gotta leave you gotta leave you gotta leave she felt really guilty about it and then she ended up kind of leaving that job after having numerous talks with her parents and getting that voice like basically screaming in her head she had to do a bunch of part-time jobs a bunch of odd jobs like she was bartending I think at one point she said she was like cleaning toilets and she was like that was humbling like it's like you never think that after college you're going to be cleaning toilets Mm -hmm. in order to get money a lot of times it's like you have to really decide how much you want something Mm -hmm. and what you're willing to do for it because that check, that check every two weeks, I'm telling you, you, you get comfortable. And yeah. there's this, I remember reading something somewhere where it's like, you get paid just enough to, to make you kind of happy, but like not enough for you to be able to leave, like, or whatever. So like, you're not rich, right? But it's like, you're getting, you get, you know, you, you're able to buy your stuff, you know, you go to Herb Outfitters, you go to Sephora, you, you know, stack up a couple things here and there. But it's like, but you can't be buying a Ferrari though. <laughs> like... And so you keep going back and you keep going back and you keep staying and getting this money. And it's really, it's like, at what cost? Tell me a little bit about 
how you decided to start the business that you've started and how that has evolved. We've talked about your title and your storyteller and like what you, we kind of talked about it a little bit in the very beginning and what you're interested in, but I kind of want to get into the nitty gritty of like the business you started. The first thing that I kind of created was the name, which was Analyphony. And the reason why I did that was because I'm going to sound really nerdy. <laughs> Because I like data. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I like analytics, right? So that's where Mm -hmm. I got the analytic part. Mm -hmm. And then Finny is because it's like, it's infinite and it goes on for forever. Mm -hmm. And because like now everything we do is like on computers and all this stuff and everything is just like tracking us, right? So there's data everywhere. So I just merge them together. Um, <laughs> Love a good merger. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the end goal for me was that everything that I do for businesses and entrepreneurs and, you know, other companies and stuff, I just wanted to make sure that it involves some type of data analysis in it. So that's okay. why the name of that was like really important for me. But when I first started, I was more so like targeting like small businesses Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. So like I was more so targeting like small businesses, but with like I tried to be like this, oh you can come to me for everything, you know? Okay, yeah, one stop shop. Yeah. Yeah. That and like a little bit of like web design stuff. Like I'm like thinking back to the first website that I made for it. It had so much stuff. Like, oh, this is your package that you'll get. You'll get these templates, you'll get this, you'll get that. I could do pictures, mm-hmm. I could do this. Even some stuff that I didn't even do. Um, and then I had a moment, I was like, okay, I got to like narrow this down a little bit. Let me just do websites because they're fun and I like doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started doing the websites for people and then I started to realize I don't really like doing websites for other people. Oh I like my God, at home, I was like that. Oh, you know, that's so funny because remember I started the, um, the web design business at the start of the year. I don't know if you remember. And it was like, I had it for like a month, I want to say. And I took on like two beta clients. Yeah. And literally, I remember thinking like, I love building websites, but I actually hate building websites for people. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> so it. it. It didn't work out. I mean, it yeah. was fun. It was fun. I think the part that I really didn't like was like I would do like website maintenance for people and that was the mm. part that really like uh yeah I not like it at all and maybe it yeah. was the people that I was working with <laughs> yeah, it could be that too it could be that too yeah, but I mean either or it doesn't matter I was just like no I don't want to do this yeah <laughs> um but I've like always been helping my sister with her store her um her online boutique store and like I would always tell her like oh, you should do this. You should try that. Let's look at your Google Analytics and see what it looks like. Let's see where people are coming from. Let's see how they're interacting with certain stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would like naturally do that. And I would naturally go into like coaching people. I remember I went to, I went on a trip to like Jamaica and was talking to some random guy there that like Mm -hmm. worked at the resort. And then we ended up, I ended up basically having a whole coaching session with him. Oh my God. <laughs> serious. It happened like so naturally. Like he's yeah. talking about like his problems and stuff. And I'm like, did you try to do it like this? You help me with that often. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> it comes naturally. And then like, so that's kind of why I started with the whole coaching consulting piece. Cause then I can like, I can do both. Like I could do, I can merge it all together. And I just think it's fun. I like how yeah. it's like that. It's really fun. And like helping people to see things that they couldn't see. 
exactly storyteller uh yeah so what are the services then that you offer now since you started off so like you offer coaching consulting and then you offer like data analytics Mm -hmm. and that's it or do you have any other like services that you offer as well so it's the consulting which is like a long term it's like six months well six months or a year so but it's like long term uh work so then the coaching there's kind of like two types of my business coaching. So one is a program that, that I've started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's one that I started. It's my RF, RFS uh, hybrid coaching. What's but RFS stand for? Recipe from scratch. Okay. Oh, whip me up a brownie, why don't you? <laughs> yes, yes, from scratch. You got you got your eggs, your powder. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you baker, I see. You. <laughs> That one's about like basically it's a form of program of me like trying to help people to figure out what's their secret sauce. You hear like people mm-hmm. always talk about your secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. And I know some people they say like there is no secret sauce, but there is. I, honestly, I think there is because it's like every business is unique. So what works for your business is your secret sauce, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like try to help people with that, but it's a four month program. And then I have the power coaching sessions, which is my kind of like coaching on demand where you could just go and book when you need it. I kind of thought about adding like a regular coaching package, but I haven't really gotten there yet. I don't know if I want to do that or not, at least not right now. And then my courses. And have you launched these courses yet? I launched one. So I copied that one after the webinar that I have ran, the grow your business like a boss. Mm-hmm. It's very like starter. Like if you're just now coming into business and you gotcha. don't know much about marketing or even connecting with like your customers or anything like that. Gotcha. So like super beginner, if you literally are like, I'm trying to start an online business, like where do I start? This is like, you would start with the course and then you'd probably yeah. move on to like recipe from scratch coaching possibly, or like maybe the on-demand coaching, depending on like what your needs are in your business. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I love that you came in and you had, you know, the web design and you were doing these things and you're trying to figure out kind of what you like. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurship is really figuring out what you like to do. And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, whatever you don't like to do, if it is part of a, your business, like a vital part of your business, you can always outsource it to someone else and have Mm -hmm. someone else do that work for you. But I really think a big part of that is like, figuring out what you like to do. Cause I always say it's like, you don't want to leave, you know, the cage of a nine to five and start a business and find out that you've built yourself into another cage that you really don't think you can escape from because it's, you've built it yourself. I love that you were able to kind of do that and say like, I don't want to do web design instead of like pushing forward with it because you felt like, Oh, I started that. Like I have to keep going with it. You were like, no, this is something I don't like to do. I'm going to yeah. kind of scrap that and then try something else and see what I do like to do. And from there, you figured out you like coaching. So yeah. if you had stuck with web design and pushed through with something like that, even though you didn't like it, you would probably not have stumbled upon coaching and consulting as quickly as you did. I think it's good that I did that, but it's a little hard. I had to kind of rebrand a little bit. I'm like still actually rebranding and rebranding in a sense of like, all the people who already followed me on like social media and stuff, some of them still think that I do websites. You know how many times people are still like, oh, I referred this person to you for a website. And I'm like, I don't 
want to do those anymore. So no, I totally understand. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was like the transition from being an employee to being a boss and how that's been. Because I think that we really glorify entrepreneurship on social media. People are always talking about like be your own boss, like working from Starbucks mm-hmm. today, like literally doing the most on the gram. I wouldn't even lie, I'd be one of them people that do the most on the gram too. But I think you know there's something to be said about the fact that entrepreneurship and just life in general is, is filled with highs and lows. And obviously going from something where you feel quote unquote secure to something that's a little bit more unknown or a little bit more, I guess, feared in society. Like how has that been emotionally for a transition for you? So far it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know if that was sarcasm. I can't tell what just happened. No, that's sarcasm. I'm actually being right. Yeah, no, so far it's actually been really good. I mean, it is still really recent. I think this is like the second week of me being gone. But I know. It feels like it's been longer. Honestly, no. Like, it's good. It's good in the sense that now I, like, legit, me sitting or, like, everything that I do, I literally just feel free. I remember being on my bed, like, back when I was, like, still working. I remember I was sitting on my bed, and then, like, the sun was, like, coming through the window. And I remember, like, just being in the house by myself, and I just looked up. And I was like, I want to feel like this for the rest of my life. Like, you just do it. And that's, like, literally how I feel every day. Even, you know, even though I know, obviously, uh, the way that life is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you have to still bring in money and you still have to do, like, like, you have all these things that you're still held accountable for. And life. Yeah. But, like, regardless of all that and regardless of however or whatever struggles it is that I feel like I'm not even that I feel like, but whatever of the struggles that are possibly leading my way, if they're even coming. I don't know. I think it's just like deep down, I just feel very happy with my decision because I just knew that was just not it at all. And I think it's like me, me thinking about it for so long, like such a long time, like over a year. I feel like my mind is just so ready for everything that life has to throw at me because I've been thinking about it for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think even if things got like really bad, I wouldn't even care. Like I would care, obviously, because it's my life, but like I wouldn't beat myself up over it if I ran into a struggle, if I ran into a problem, because I expected it anyways, because I just left my job and went to nothing. Like I'm I'm just going to like my own stuff and trying to build something. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm going into it with like no expectations, but wanting and trying to do what it is that I want. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel good. No, I love that. T. Oh. <laughs> it's just so good. It literally is like a glow. Like, I see it. I love it. Yeah. You just feel like blissful. No, I get that. Because it's like, again, being in a place where you feel trapped, I guess, for a lack of a better word, but I feel like that word really does suit it. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes a toll on you. And I think yeah. that people don't realize the toll that it takes on you until you're free of that right it's like little things from you know your your body getting sick mm-hmm. out of just like a subconscious desire to not yeah that would happen to me yeah that happens yeah well i wasn't I getting like that, feeling that happens to me i wasn't getting actually sick but like my it's just so, it's so subconscious like you like you don't actually think about it like out loud to yourself or anything mm-hmm. but like your subconscious is like really at work right there because you know you you really don't want to be there. I 
like start to get to work like later and later and later as it was getting closer and closer like legit I think like the last probably like before I actually put in my two, my time off <laughs> me leaving um I think I was like actually leaving the house like five minutes before I was supposed to be there like it was bad I completely 111 <laughs> percent identify with that and I think it is a subconscious thing it's kind of like you could be there on time like it's not like you woke up late Maybe you did, but it's not like you woke up no. like two times. It's not like you took a longer shot. It's like somehow, somehow the time gets away from you. But you you see it happening and it's like you can't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden it's five minutes before you gotta before you gotta be there and then you're leaving. And it's like things like that start to happen. Like I said, the sickness or the you not wanting to be there, or it's like the the crying or the anxiety. Like I like physically I experience like heart palpitations. Like it's little things like that where it's like your body is trying to show you and tell you that this is not it. And I feel like, again, we're in this world where I feel like some of that stuff is just so glazed over. Like people, like stress is so commonplace. And so I think people like the idea of being stressed. Like they like the idea of being really busy and really like on the go and doing this and doing that. And it's like so glorified in a way that it's like, we don't even realize like how unhealthy it is until you have a moment like where you're not working a nine to five and when you're waking up and you're like, wow, like I can literally see the difference. It's like a complete 180 between how I was feeling then and how I'm feeling now and that's when you can really notice that you were in a crazy unhealthy position like I remember um I talk about how I was fired from my first full-time job and it, it did get real for me it did get real things got real with money and I was like in a place where I was like oh girl hold on a second like yeah. bills do but there were a couple weeks before it started to get really real where I was just like in this I was like happy. I was like, I felt so free. Like I mm -hmm. literally remember getting fired and walking out of the office and instead of feeling sad or mad or anxious about what was next, I felt like, oh my God, like a weight had been lifted from my shoulder. You really wanted it. I literally was like, yeah. oh my God. Finally. <laughs> <sighs> because I think it's like the fear where you're like, I couldn't do it myself and the universe had to be like, ooh, bitch, you gotta go. We gotta get you out. Mm -hmm. We gotta get you out. I was able to experience, wow, I I really was going through it there because now I'm not there and like I feel completely different and yeah. even when I was going through it when it was like money was I was struggling like literally the depression that I was in when I was at that place cannot compare to anything else like I exactly. literally like comparing that space when I was at the job like getting paid but was like depressed to when I was literally sitting here like shoot how am I going to pay my car note this month I I'd rather that because that right there it was like okay at the very at, at, like literally it's like I'll find a way or maybe they'll take my car I don't know <laughs> I'll find a way oh, I don't know I don't know <laughs> but it was that I wasn't depressed you know what I mean I was just yeah. like oh like anxiety I guess over like not knowing how I was gonna get the money but that is something where it's like, at least I have, you know, some, some type of control over that with at least like looking for jobs and stuff like that. But I mean, that's why they say money can't buy happiness. Big facts. Absolutely cannot. Big facts. And you hear about that too. Like people who are super rich being like really depressed or being like 
they start to turn to drugs or turn to, you know, doing all these crazy things to get a high off of life because it's yeah. like they have everything. When you, and I, I listen to, oh my God, girl, I'm like, mm, let me say about this podcast, the expanded podcast with Lacey Phillips. She was talking and she was talking about how she wishes everyone could have everything they want, like um, materialistically in this world, because then people can actually realize that once you have everything, once you don't have to want for anything, like you're, you're fed, you're clothed, your bills are paid, you got money to go buy anything and everything that you want you start to realize it none of it matters none of it it's like once your basics are covered if you're not hungry you got a place to sleep and your bills are paid that's really it like all the rest of it is just extra it's just icing on the cake that the cake already good without the icing like what you need for? hold on that's too much sugar you know (laughs) and it's crazy because it's like we think's really going to solve all our problems and it, it doesn't it doesn't. And there's always going to be a raise and you want more. And even when you get a raise, you realize that that raise, like, it's not worth it. It's going to, it is not it, worth it. Hold on. Let me tell you this. Like I have got my freaking, uh, performance review and mm-hmm. I did really good. I got like a, like a four out of five or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got my, like my pay bump. And then I looked at my pay stub and I'm like, what the is this? <laughs> What like an extra thousand dollars a year? What what is this supposed to be? Like thousand dollars a paycheck? I tell you, what is this? This is nothing. And then you know what? That set me off even more too because I'm like all the time and effort that I put into this job. If I was to just put that into my own thing, do you know how much of a raise, quote unquote, raise I would get next year? Way more than a thousand dollars. You know how much money I made that company? So much money, and I could see the reports because they gave me access. Yep. Like yep. out of all the money that I gave you, I got a thousand dollars. Sometimes those like raise things, if you really like, when you really do the math and you yep. calculate in the taxes that's factored in after. I mean, not even to sound like crazy ungrateful because then they will, you know, will snap gratitude and, you know, bless up, bless up. (laughs) It's like, it really doesn't, it doesn't equate to the amount of work that you put in. Like the amount of work that you put in to have to get a raise or to have to get a bonus or to have to get a promotion. And then you get that, right? And on top of that, you get that pay bump and then you get extra responsibility. So now you're working harder, twice as harder, three times as harder for that extra like one, two, three grand a year. Baby, wait. Something's not adding up. I'm calling the FBI because something ain't adding up. <laughs> I don't know what type of fraud y'all running over here, but something ain't adding up. One plus two does not equal five. <laughs> it's so. not worth it. Like, if you're an entrepreneur or if you, if you even have, like, the slightest business sense, I just feel like it's 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 more worth it for you to invest your time into building your own thing than investing it into someone else's or investing it into some other corporation or company. Because then you're granted like to bring more success for yourself and not even necessarily just for like the financial aspects of it. It's like you just get a better reward. Like you're able to help more people or give to more people and feel more satisfied. You're like, you gotta say something, go ahead. True, true, I, I was. I was gonna say, I do have to play, I don't know, this is Tanya's favorite game of devil's advocate. Is this, I don't even know if this is playing devil's advocate, but I will say that I don't believe that we've all come to this earth in this life to all do our own thing. I think oh, obviously- either. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I was just gonna say, because you know the world would not work <laughs> in that way. No, it wouldn't. That's yeah. why I said 
if you have if you have true yeah so yeah. if you have that inkling because that's the thing everyone doesn't have that and it always surprises me when people don't have that because i guess you and i we connect because we are so passionate about that and the people that i know are so passionate about that and of course you know like-minded souls attract like-minded souls yeah. but yeah there are people who they don't have they don't think to have that and that's totally okay because we need those people to support the dreamers who want to go out there and not to say that you know there's any hierarchy between the dreamer and someone who wants to be work for a business or work for a corporation because those people put in good work they they helped against the world in beautiful ways as well it's just really about what you're passionate about and i think that we should all be encouraged to just kind of follow that passion and not to say that we should all just you know act wild and just be doing things crazy without no type yeah, of like yeah. thoughts behind it because i think that mm-hmm. obviously we gotta respect the fact that we live on earth and there's a certain you know type of paradigm to this reality that we live in and so mm-hmm. although we know you know that manifestation is real co-creation is real that it's like there are parallel realities and all these things are happening there are still limiting beliefs imposed on us in this world that create a certain type of reality for us they think that being conscious of that and understanding how we can actually change our lives while respecting some of those things that exist in this world i think that's really important no, I agree completely too. I have like friends and like I've talked to so many people, I guess because like I'm very much like in, in this whole entrepreneurial spirit or whatnot. Um, like I talk to so many people like friends and family and I'm like, oh, you could do this. Oh, you like pets. Why don't you just open up your own like vet clinic or whatever? And it's always like, oh no, I, I don't want to do that. Or I can yeah. do that again. No, I get that because there also is a lot of extra responsibility too that comes with that. And not everyone yeah. wants to be, when you're, when you're your own boss, like, you know, chances are if you keep going, you're going to scale your business, you're going to bring on a team. And when you're bringing on a team, you are responsible for those people. So if you don't bring in the money for the business, they don't get paid. A lot of people don't want that responsibility too. There are pros and cons to every single thing, depending on how you look at it. But definitely I, I feel like you're right if you have that inkling and you have that nudge to do something that involves creating your own business doing your own thing like at the very least you know you should explore doing that as a side hustle and see where it goes from there yeah. see if you like it see if it takes off go with that flow and see what happens from there what is next for you on this journey so like what's coming down the pipeline because i know you talked about courses and i know you talked about like other mm-hmm. courses that you're creating so like what are you actually working on now what's coming to the world for us to see and then also tell me about where we can find you on like the internet social in the zeros and ones of the world you know what i'm sharing with oh. <laughs> shameless plug at the matrix <laughs> at the matrix <laughs> um so what's coming down the pipeline right now um because it's all still pretty new, like me actually leaving my job and whatnot. Even though I knew that I was leaving my job, I did not make a plan at all. Um, so I keep getting this nudge that I need to plan out like my year. So Ooh, wait, 2019, like Q4 or 2020? Like the year, like from- Oh, like literally like the next 365 days. Oh, big facts, yeah. love it. I love- oh my God, can we do this together? Like, can I- I'm like, I- cause I start to think about this as well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can. I keep getting this nudge to like do that. So I really just want to plan it out, at least from like a high point of view, you know, like in the macro. Um, and then as each month comes, I can like 
go into like very much detail, like, okay, I'll do this this week and whatever. So that's like the main thing that I'm doing just like on a personal level with it. But in the near future, um, I'm just getting everything in order, making sure all my social stuff is all together. Like I've started making like the graphics and getting together my pictures and yeah. So basically just sorting everything out is what I'm doing right now. I am going to record videos and stuff for the coaching program, the four month program that I was talking about. Like I said, it's a hybrid because it actually is a hybrid. It's like part of it is you actually one-on-one coaching with me. Another part of it there's courses so like there's modules and stuff that goes along with it and then another part of it is like I liked our mastermind that we had together so I wanted to incorporate that mm-hmm. into it too because I think it's so helpful for everybody mm-hmm. uh, that's why I said it's a hybrid so I have to like record the course or record the modules and all the videos and stuff for that so I think I'm gonna start doing that in January and then just prepping for like whatever events and stuff that we have Ooh, yes like we gotta talk about this offline because Literally, I have so many ideas I want to discuss with you. So we can talk about it after. But yes, that is amazing. And also, like, where can we find you on social? So like, when you come out with all this stuff, where should we find you? Like, is this on your business Instagram that you'll be announcing these things on your personal or both? Or Uh, on your website, too? It'll be on both. But they're both, like, slightly different audiences. Like, my personal one is more, like, for the small business, you know, like, just, like, general you know, like business stuff. Yeah. Um, the business one and more merging that into like the consulting data analysis kind of uh, audience. So okay. depends on what you're interested in, but you can find yeah, yeah. Instagram at I am Teray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business page is at Analithony. Um, I'm also on YouTube, but you can just search Teray at Analithony and I'll pop up. You'll see my picture. I'll link everything down in the show notes and you guys will find it there (laughs) because I know I'm a person that like I have to like I literally need to like visually see it to like know what to search for so I'll put it in the show notes no yeah I'm the same plus it's easier you just click Mm -hmm. exactly click that link real quick yeah so that and then just um the website just my like main website Mm -hmm. it links you to everything depending on what you're looking for. com. so A-N-A-L-Y-T-F-I-N-I.com. Thank you. <laughs> Just in case y'all ain't gonna look in the show notes, there you go. She's gonna spell it out for you so you can't miss a damn thing. Yeah. So, Ray, this has been an amazing conversation, as obviously we knew it would be. I mean, I knew. I came into this ready to go. I was like, ooh, what's she going to drop the hot tea on us for today? What's she going to say? And this was so, so, so juicy. A little season. Ooh, salt, pepper, location. <laughs> A little paprika on them. <laughs> Why does paprika sound like <laughs> What? I don't even know. Like, the sound effects of paprika are so, like, extra. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Well, I hope whoever, like, listened to this, if any of it resonated with you, then I'm wishing you all the best. Yes, and we are wishing you the best, but we already know, like, you are Teray. As she said, Instagram, I am Teray. (laughs) Yes, thank you again. Uh, Thank you, Deandra. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, 
please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast. People that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.